Symphony of Shadows, Overture of Stars, Phrase 3. Cobra 225 removed what seemed to be a drive from the nasty woman's pocket. He looked her in the face and back to the drive. What is this? Cobra asked. Go fuck yourself. The woman spat on his visor. Not that it did anything. The display was entirely digital and she'd missed the camera. Curse this woman. Cobra took the drive and made to input it into his system, assuming it may hold some key intel on the invasion. Stop, he heard the lieutenant Adabigo yell. Cobra's nerves tensed, expecting another attack, but they were safe from what he could tell. Lieutenant Adabigo approached Cobra and held out his hand. Give that to me. Sir, it may contain information about the invasion. I would prefer to search the drive for intel, if you would permit it. That is not from the pirates. It is the intel I am supposed to transport back to the Republic for review. Hand it to me. Dispose of these pirates, and let's continue towards the ships. Cobra was not one to disobey, so he handed over the drive. Ishmael couldn't believe his luck, both good and bad. There was a slim chance this was not the drive, but the lieutenant could feel it in his bones. Where did you get this? he asked the pirate. Like I told this one, go fuck yourself. I guess it doesn't matter. Why are you attacking us? Why does any pirate attack anyone? responded the woman. She turned around, which made the Novas converge around Ishmael. Instead, she flared her ass in the air and said, We do it for the booty. Well, you've made a tremendous mistake. Ishmael placed the drive in his breast pocket, where he also held the crystal. Where is your captain, Benjamin Avery? Go fuck yourself, she bit off each word. The other pirates couldn't help but chuckle at the woman's bravado. There was a clicking and bouncing sound nearby, and Ishmael looked down at a silver sphere. He jumped away, expecting an explosion, but nothing happened that he could see. Something was wrong, though, as the Novas stood oddly still. Like a moment ago, they should have converged to protect him. Adabigo removed his pistol from its holster before he really understood what was going on. The pirates jumped for their weapons despite being shackled. The woman bent down, snatching a hidden knife from her boot and charged at Ishmael. He got a shot off, but not before she buried the short knife in his stomach. Go fuck yourself, shouted Ishmael this time, and shot the woman in her face. The woman's weight dove to the ground, her grip somehow remaining on the knife, which tore a larger gash almost to Ishmael's groin. He gasped with pain, barely able to breathe as the Novas sprung into action. The scrambling pirates were quickly killed, but others were coming quickly behind. We have to move, Lieutenant, shouted one of the Novas. I need your help, Adabigo gasped through sharp breaths. He held his hand to the wound, too scared to look at it. Am I going to die? The Nova lifted him like he was weightless and began running down the hallways as the other two brought up the rear. If they could make it to the ship, he should be fine. There was a med kit in there that could staunch the bleeding and close the wound. He would need to grab any rations he could from remaining ships to last him the long journey to the nearest gate. Maybe there's still time to make it through DX-126. They won't notice me with all the confusion, will they? 
No, he couldn't do that. Even if by some miracle he made it through the mess, he would bet anything that there were other well-armed vessels on the other side, ready to capture anyone who was able to escape. Every step the Nova took, there was a renewed pain in Ishmael's stomach where the blood was spreading liberally through his clothing. He could feel his head getting lighter. Right when he was about to pass out, the Nova placed him down gently and swiftly turned to protect from incoming hostiles. Disoriented, Ishmael searched for the ship and struggled into the first one. There were several people jumping into simpler pods and many were already gone. He wanted to grab more rations, but that would risk losing his opportunity to leave. More rations, he yelled at the Nova. No, sir, you have to go now, the Nova shouted, and was hit with a large slug, which sent him sprawling backwards. This was followed by a hollow thump, which was the unmistakable sound of a grenade shot, likely filled with anti-mech acid. Somehow, the Nova managed to toss Ishmael into the ship and hit the release button. The door closed, but a small window allowed him to see the acid melting through the Nova's armor as hit with another large slug, keeping him on the ground. Take me to get DC-12. Please sit down and attach your safety harness. Bit's voice came over the calm of the ship. If you do not, there is a 74% chance you will experience serious injuries such as head trauma or broken bones. Ishmael groaned at this and desperately searched for the medkit. With his slick and bloody hands, he had trouble opening the capsule, and he clumsily searched for the iodine and medical glue strip. About to pass out, he tore the cap off the iodine and poured it over the large gash, which was even worse than he thought it was going to be. He screamed in pain at the burning sting of the iodine. Please sit down and attach your safety harness. If you do not, there is a 74% chance you will experience serious injuries such as head trauma or broken bones. Adebigo caught a quick glimpse of what was going on outside, right as a pirate took a peek into the ship. Override safety measures. Lieutenant Adebigo identified. Safety protocols overrided. Ishmael saw the pirate on the other side lift his gun, and then he was shot into space, briefly seeing a laser beam pass through where he was a moment ago. The force of the ejection from the Dawnbreaker forced Ishmael violently into his seat, even though he was not wearing any safety harness, he could not have moved from the chair if he liked due to the sheer accelerative force. Once the acceleration slowed, he grabbed the medical glue and applied it to the wound. He screamed in pain, which echoed in the small space of the escape pod, making him feel claustrophobic. His breathing was quick and short, and he was starting to see black spots. When he had a moment to see out the window, he noticed that his escape was probably doomed. The Dawnbreaker had detached its own force of smaller battleships, which were fighting against those of the frigate and an assortment of other more nimble battlecruisers. Lights and explosions danced as wreckage from both the Dawnbreaker and the Black Frigate mingled. Escape pods filled the already crowded area, and many of them either crashed into battling cruisers or even each other. There were a few measly weapons on the escape ships, as it was built for speed and durability. But he did have Bit, which was the most advanced AI throughout the universe. Or at least it was ten years ago, Ishmael thought fatalistically. All the lieutenant can do is look out onto the carnage, completely vulnerable, but also safe. Most of the escape pods were headed to the gate, which was crowded with wreckage and battling cruisers, but Ishmael was flying away from the mess. There was a bright light that expanded out of the gate, followed by a blue wave that expanded outwards. Shit, shit, 
Adebigo struggled for his safety harness and barely got it buckled in time before that blue wave reached his pod. It sent him spinning and reeling. Calibrating, said Bit, who after a moment restabilized the escape ship. When the universe stopped spinning, Ishmael looked back toward the Dawnbreaker to find both it and the frigate completely demolished along with the gate. The cruisers also seemed to have disappeared. In place of the gate was a cloud of mangled wreckage. Are we safe? asked Adabigo. We will be unaffected by the explosion, Lieutenant. Ishmael again felt like the luckiest unlucky person in the universe. He searched the medkit further and found some painkillers and hydration pills. After that, he searched the food rations and felt an immense weight press against him. It was like he suspected only the standard year's worth of rations. Bit, how long is it to get DC-12? Once I have charted a course, we will be able to thread the majority of the distance. Once the drive is out of power, it will take approximately 28 years, 11 months, 23 days, 7 hours, and 9 minutes to come within range of the gate. Almost 30 years? Ishmael asked himself, looking at the paltry rations. Much like the slow yet inevitable collision with the frigate, he took a moment to stare at his own mortality. Bit, I need you to do me a favor. Yes, Lieutenant. Make sure these get to the Republic, no matter what. Adebigo removed the drive and crystal from his pocket and put them on the dashboard of his pod. Certainly. It responded with a sick kind of glee. Ishmael gulped down a couple painkillers and spent a long time debating if he should just take the whole damned thing. Why not end it now, he said to himself. Because the probability of you surviving the journey is point zero 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 one percent And that's supposed to convince me not to just end it. Even that small chance is still a chance. Ishmael chortled, feeling the newly glued wound almost tear from the fit of laughter. He put the bottle back in the medkit. Do you have any games on this damned pod? Several. A HUD sprang to life on the window with a variety of games. Hmm, you any good at Go? asked Ishmael. You can change my difficulty level, responded Bit. Then let's play that. Will do, Lieutenant. Would you like me to let you win? Yes, but make it a close one. Yes, Lieutenant Adebigo. You first. Adebigo caught one last glance at the storm he was leaving behind and his shit luck then played the first digital stone. Symphony of Shadows is a production of Synapse Radio. Written, produced, and performed by J.S. Rose. Follow us on Instagram at Synapse Radio and Twitter at Connect. To synapse that's the number two or visit our website for all things awesome synapse-radio.com <laughs>